It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good, man. It, it kicks ass. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR to sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts. When you go over there, you can make whatever bets you want. I got a pick of the week here for you. I was told by a reliable source <laughs> to take the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Who though? There's two of them in this company that they were neither of those two. Really? No. Yeah. Yeah. Which significant other did it? <laughs> <laughs> no. A, an unnamed source. Oh. Per source. That will not be uh, that Named. will not be uttered on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Named specifically. No. But the Eagles look. Mahomes that high ankle sprain. Who knows what's going on with that? So that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you have to beat Buffalo still, too. Go over well, to DraftKings. Buffalo still wants to get there. Use True. code DNVR. Make sure you get in there. You bet $5 on any of the remaining divisional playoff rounds with the NFL. Uh, if you get it right, you get $200 in free bets. So. so our pick of the week last week hasn't even happened yet. We're already doing pick of the week again. Well, more picks of the week. All right. Nice. Really, I should have made Megan make a pick of the week after her pick tonight, but... <laughs> Alex Newhook for skull. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. The pick of today, about yeah. four hours ago, Megan had that one nailed down. Uh, <laughs> must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See the show notes down below for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 Make it five in a row in the shootout over the Kraken on the Sega Baba. I mean, what's not to love? What's not to love about uh, so much of this game? Just good quality hockey, honestly, yeah. from from both teams. Well, I mean, there was some lacking quality. Just throw up the 60-second rundown. Let me do this. No, Megan has it. I, oh, I did, oh, did you want it? Oh, I didn't it? hear you. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 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 take it. You weren't here for it, so. No, no. I have to overcome my Come on, fears. Rudo. If you want it, take it. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Three, two, one. All right. First period within the first five minutes, Avs spent a lot of time in their own end, allowing chances for Seattle. They even take a penalty. They withstand that penalty kill, and they end up drawing a power play opportunity. And so at the 10-minute mark, Avs regain their footing a little bit and come out of that period looking a little bit better, but they're still outshot. Uh, they go into the second period, and that's where you see Alex Newhook score the goal. He, he battles for the puck in the corner. OC comes around to help whip it around the boards, gets out to the point. I think it's McDonald's shot from up high. It is. Lekkonen tried to tap in, and then Newhook was there to clean up the rebound. But about a minute later, this Gerard attempt to clear. Rantanen's just caught standing still. The blue line and Ryan Donato snuck in in front of him to intercept the puck and fired a wrist shot from the right circle from up high. No penalties in that period. This is where the Avs looked a little bit stronger. You can still tell that they're tired. Wow, I didn't even get to the third yeah, period. Time's up. Oh, that's bad. Okay, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I thought keep I was going, going way going. quicker. All right, third period. Avs clearly do look to be the tired team, but they endure it. They end up getting it into overtime, a very risky overtime period. You still see the tired legs underneath them. They do get a couple chances. The McKinnon chance was a good chance. Poor shot selection. Uh, overall, though, Seattle whiffed on some of their chances, so they still get lucky. This goes into a shootout, and McKinnon gets a redemptive mo moment when he beats Grubauer for the 2-1 win in the scheduled loss on the road. 
Bam. Two minute it was down. Yeah, it was actually way longer. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, so, that was 140 yeah, the other never, I so confidently took, took that and took three minutes. <laughs> we call that a Megan minute. A Megan minute. Uh, and that's a Megan minute. <laughs> uh, I, I want to start here with this game. It does? Yeah. There. <laughs> Good call. Uh, so we do them and get them out of the way? Yeah. I want to start here with this game hey, because someone, winner shots. Someone's criticizing me saying McKinnon's shot selection was poor. I'm not saying he should not have shot. I'm saying he should have chose a different shot. That is what shot selection is. Shoot better. Center oh, mass. Don't shoot into the middle the mass of the goalie. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry. Well, so you see, and I, I go on to talk about his redemptive moment in the shootout. Yeah. McKinnon no make Take puck that, go haters. net. McKinnon bad. <laughs> okay. Very simple. Unlike McKinnon's shot selection. This shot selection Cheers. is awesome. Cheers. Cheers. This Cheers. is this is awesome shot selection. Agreed. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Thank you. <sighs> okay. Next thing we need to get. My buddy's got little shot glasses that are skates. No, oh my adorable. god. That is adorable. Yeah, they're cool. We need our own alcohol so that we don't have to keep buying it. This this McKinnon conversation is actually where I wanted to start, though, because the Avs' best players really weren't that good tonight. And and that obviously McKinnon and Rantanen will we'll get to the goal that Rantanen has some impact on giving up. But beyond that, consistently not generating a ton. It felt like at times certainly. They let their tired legs get the best of them, I would say. And, and and you even look down the lineup a little bit. You're looking at a guy like Devontae, who's their number one D right now, has a missed chance that, sure, the puck's bouncing on him, but you'd like to see one of those go in sooner or later. The resiliency from this team to find a way to get through this with their depth and sure, they only score one goal, but they also only give up one goal. Feels a lot different than it did three weeks ago. Are we are we leaning more into the credit here to the rest of the Avs lineup, or are we we focusing focusing in on the big guys a little bit? I think you have to give a lot of love to the depth tonight. Because Colorado's best forward line is Cogliano, Newhook, and Logan O'Connor. Pretty consistently throughout the game. It's yep. their best forward line. Uh, that's the line that that's the line that scores their goal. That's the line that could have scored two more goals if Logan O'Connor wasn't the most cursed man in America, apparently. Um so you are you you like that's your best forward line. But defensively, Sam Gerard is brutally bad tonight. Devon Taves is just good. I I I liked his game, but because you're rotating so many other guys in, I mean, I looked up and I thought Brad Hunt played the whole damn game. Like McDermott too. He's out there all the time. Right. And Brad Hunt, Brad Hunt holds his own. Curtis McDermott holds his own. Jacob McDonald tonight, nine minutes and 22 seconds of ice time at five V five, 15 and six for shot attempts. So you're talking about depth guys are the ones that really drove the bus and did not give it up for you tonight. Yep. Your goal against Sam Gerrard, it's a failed clear where Miko Ranton is just standing around not doing anything. He's drifting towards the blue line. Ryan Donato steps in front of him and then beats Frankie with a weak, a pretty weak goal. But yep. you can you can survive a weak goal if it's the only one that you give up. True. So, you know, it, and then each team a myriad of chances, bad bounces, that don't and posts, go in. And, yeah. You know, you you had you had a puck that got behind Philip Grubauer that gets pulled off the goal line. You know, so each team has the what if moments. I think it ultimately just comes down to uh, Colorado's depth guys carried them in a game where the stars couldn't. Stars didn't have it. Frankie had and one of those too, right? Like puck short side post goes yeah. across. That's what EJ. I'm both slides out, yeah. Both guys, both guys had pucks that got in behind them. Yeah, Megan, go ahead. I think this is one where you see why eleven seven has its shortcomings too in the forward group getting a little bit more asked of them. I think on the second leg of this back to back, you see the star players a little bit more tired than you're used to seeing them, and I think it's fair to want more for them. But I also think 
it's understandable why tonight they appeared as tired as they did. And that's yeah. why depth players are so important and why they've been a part of the formula of success, even in these last games where they didn't look as tired. You've still needed depth scoring to come up. And so it is huge, but I don't have any concerns leaving this game out of the star players to continue to underperform. I think it is a combination of being tired, second leg of a back-to-back. -back. And this 11-7 is going to be something that benefits the decor on a night like tonight, but it does ask a little bit more of your forward group to spot shift. And I think that's where you see it take its toll a little bit more. Uh, AJ kind of touched on this. Chat is mentioning it right now. This was a weird hockey game. Yeah. It, like it was not that the teams yeah. were playing poorly, just weird stuff <laughs> was happening in this hockey game. It, it kind of highlighted by how the shootout went where you have five shooters, right? Yeah. Yeah. Five total. Yeah. Shooters. You had five shooters and pucks bounce on three of them. Yeah. Pucks bounce or roll away from guys. I mean, sticks just on three completely of them. destroys Erod's entire shootout. Yeah, and and so you're ta you're talking about these guys. I mean, they they plan it out. It's good. It's controlled. They're skating in. The pucks are just getting away from guys. You can tell that the ice was horrific because these guys are walking in. The puck is literally attached to the stick. It's on it. It's sitting there right on the tape and just bouncing away. And it it created a lot of chaos inherently. Because uh, you know, you see last night, you you the goal that they give up in Vancouver, it's just a just a bouncing puck that's just popping around places. You got guys just slapping at it, and sometimes things happen. And tonight, it's all over the place. It was a really weird game. Awful ice created. Uh, I, I you could argue that it, without bad ice, the Avs win this in regulation. I would say almost certainly so. Um... It, it was interesting to me, though, because this was a weird game. There were weird bounces that were going for and against both teams, both ways throughout the entire night. But it felt a little bit different for Colorado where a, a bad bounce that would go against them and, and would create something for Seattle wouldn't result in a goal against. And, and you kind of got that feeling from Colorado, one bounce, two bounces don't go Seattle's way. <laughs> It, one bounce, two bounce. Is this the Dr. Seuss equivalent <laughs> of one fish, two fish? <laughs> I, I don't know what I would say next after that. I don't know what three and four are. Uh, red bounce, blue bounce? Is yeah, that, exactly. Okay, I got there in the end. It, but just as a team for Colorado, it felt like there's a little bit more confidence that they're not about to get jobbed. Yeah. And continuing to work and even when uh, it wasn't a pretty third period but even when their yeah. legs are out they're back <clears> to <throat> finding a way to do what they need to um where are you guys at with the bounces this one more frustrated or more just something that kind of existed in this game it felt like something that kind of existed because i think there were times where it benefited the avs as well sure so uh, it's something that I can live with, and I think it's difficult for a team to make in-game adjustments to something like that that is out of their control. Like, I know we have our criticisms of Evan Rodriguez tonight specifically, yeah. and I think some of that can be chalked up to a lot of players actually finding themselves in positions where they are struggling to settle the puck, and I think that happened to Rodriguez. I'm giving him credit for drawing a power play chance in the first period that I don't True. want to underestimate for him too, but tough night for him, and I do attribute some of that to weird bounces. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you're giving everyone some level of pass when it comes to the actual puck skill tonight. Uh, still think there were some bad decisions for me, Rod, there. <laughs> it's <but>. true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Looking. What's great, though, is that it didn't matter, right? Right. Like, that, that each it, of these it, teams. The outcome of this game was decided by the teams, if not the If nonsense. you're Seattle, you're fine with the point, but you don't love that. Yeah. You had a free win tonight against a team that shut it down with 12 minutes to go in the third period because the legs are gone. Well, and not only do you not get the do not get the the go, the go ahead or game winning goal in the last twelve minutes of a third period that you end up dominating, but then in three v three, you survive two really good scoring chances from the Avs. Yeah, have the puck for the last two and a half minutes and of do overtime, nothing, and you don't do a yeah. you don't make Pavel Francouz make a save. Like you, in no way should Seattle feel like. 
you're fine. Again, you're fine with the point. You're like, okay, right. well, hey, we'll, we'll take points out of every single loss. But that should have been two. Yeah. That's In no way is this not a letdown from the crack inside. You have a beat-up, tired Avalanche team at the end of their road trip on a Sega Baba, and you leave the extra point out there? Like, for me, this is this is all pride, all gut, all guts, all heart. Like, this is one of those things that when we've been talking all week, are the abs back? Well, we want to see, you know, the opponents and uh, well, you're, this and that. No, they're back. You're, like, telling me, you're about to tell me 50% concentrated power and will here. That's, yeah. where, that's <laughs> where you're headed. They're, they're back. <laughs> I agree. They're back, day. and everybody else in the Western Conference should be afraid. Namely Dallas. They're coming. The other thing, too, like, from the standpoint of the Avs, is what a letdown you have. You have Kale McCarr take warm-ups, and then you get the free gift, Seattle Kraken, as he doesn't play tonight. Yeah. Like, that's an, that's your most dynamic player that is just scratched right before the game. Talk about, like, getting a gift and not yeah. taking advantage of it. Yeah. I think the overtime period, Seattle left things on the table because they yeah. clearly could have capitalized on how tired the Avs clearly looked and were begging for a change that they gave to the Avs <laughs> when they could have capitalized on that opportunity by attacking more aggressively, but they were looking for the perfect play and it really costed them because even in the third period, some of it was weird whiffed chances from Seattle, but they had Colorado in the third period and I feel like Seattle just left a little bit on the table and... The Avs withstood it expertly. Like they had to play a more conservative game at times because they were so tired. And that's what I think makes this such a statement character win for them because it is a Kale McCarless lineup and it's a lineup that is relying very heavily on their depth because the stars just didn't have it tonight. But there's a lot to really appreciate about this win. Yeah. Uh, the Avs found a way to get it done. And if you're the Kraken, I don't think it's it's not just those last 12 minutes of the third period. It's those first five minutes of the first period, too, mm. where they're generating high-quality mm. chances. They don't find a way to get one. They don't convert a power play, which, mm -hmm. by the way, credit to the Avs penalty kill tonight. Mm -hmm. Killed a couple of big ones early yeah. in this one for like, Colorado. If you're Seattle, Andre Burakovsky cannot be that important to you. Yeah. If he's that important to your success, you are in way more trouble than any yeah. of us imagined. Yeah. It's... Uh, not the best look in the world, probably, for them. But I, I really, really, really impressed with everyone in Colorado's lineup. And, and it's because I think just about everyone, you could point to something that did, they did well tonight. Even someone like an Anton Bleed, who didn't play very much, had multiple well, really good shoots. Might have been Anton Bleed the best game. It's... Every little piece the Avs were getting something out of, and it took all of that to get them over the line. Even even the big guns, it's ultimately Nathan McKinnon that gets the, the shootout winner. This was, for me, this is the most encouraging win of the season because your back is against the wall in multiple facets. You know, you do throw in the disappointment that they find out. I mean, it's as game time as game time gets yep. that they're not going to have Kale McCarr in the lineup, and they go from... You know, thinking that he's in and okay, he's just he just went through warm-ups with us. We got Kale back. Let's let's go to work. We got this. And then they then then he gets scratched and now I think this is just all heart and guts and and this is try hard and it's a little bit of luck, a little bit of survival. It's great goaltending. It's good team defense. Um, yeah, they give up scoring chances. Yeah, they don't generate much in the third period. But they just the just the quality and the quantity against is not very high, you know the the that two on one that they boof. That's that's really it. That was that was their chance for the same in the same way that 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 little passing play between Ranton and Comfer and Taves was Colorado's chance to get that second goal and really take control of that game. Uh, for me, this is the most encouraging win. Uh, you 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 beat a quality team that's playing really good hockey. Uh, you do it with your back against the wall in a tough situation. You do it in low-scoring manner. And we talked, one of, the, one of the hallmarks of last year's team that we loved so much was it didn't matter what kind of game they were in, they found, they found ways to win. And that tonight felt, felt like last year's team. It felt like last year's heart. It felt like they were going to just find their way through it. And they had chances that they don't convert. 
And instead of letting that come back to haunt them, instead of finding a reason to be bummed about what they didn't do well, they just kept working and grinding it out. Overtime is a great example of that. As they, you know, McKinnon has a really good has a really good scoring opportunity. He runs out of gas. This is maybe the only time we've ever seen McKinnon get caught from behind like that. Literally the last time that I can remember it was in Boston in 2016 when he was on the penalty kill. It's the last time that I remember. And he scored a shorthanded goal on that shift. But that's the last time I remember him being caught from behind like that. And then you get a Sam Gerrard breakaway, which I don't know that Sam Gerrard has ever had a breakaway in his life. Ever. <laughs> Based on the move that he made, it sure doesn't look like he works on it a lot. So, which is okay. I don't want Sam Gerrard practicing shootout moves. It's a waste of his time. Exactly. <laughs> and so when you, when you, there's a natural tendency when you, there's to, to let down when you miss chances like that. And instead, they just played smart hockey the rest of the game. Seattle had the puck, but they didn't do anything with it because they just kept, oh, well, we're going to reload. The Avs didn't give anything away to them. There was nothing free. They said, if you're going to win this game, you have to come and earn it. And Seattle didn't have the heart to do that. They, they just did not have the heart to take the two points from Colorado. And they kind of, you said that they gifted it to them earlier. It was like a white elephant tonight. Yeah. They walked in with two <laughs> points and the Avs go, we like that gift better and took it. Now they're hopping on a plane back home. Especially at the end of the third and in like you're talking about in, in OT. You could see at that 10 minute mark, the Avs are out of gas, right? Yeah. Like yeah. McKinnon's. Like, not even going after a puck. He's so gas. And it's like, at that point, that's when you just have to press as a Kraken. (laughs) You should be pressing hard. Like, if you give up an odd man rush, guess what? You're probably going to catch them because (laughs) they are so just tired out of their minds that you can take those chances. But, again, they just didn't change their style of play to to win it, like you were saying, AJ. Like, they are playing conservative, and it bit them in the ass. I was going to call out who didn't play conservative in overtime and probably was the secret weapon to just, all right, so they controlled a little bit of possession even though they didn't score on the scoring chances in OT. And that's Arturi Lekkonen and a little bit Valna Chushkin because they were able to force turnovers or even just force play for Seattle to reset. And that grittiness so late in the game, especially a Valna Chushkin who's not at 100%, really saved the abs in overtime in a way that should not be understated. That lucky hit, too. I'm like, thinking about if it. If you want to encapsulate the complete weirdness of this that game, was weird. is there a Terry Luckin and saying, I'm just going to drop a dude in open ice at three on three. In three on and three. <laughs> he's like, we're not reloading anymore. I'm killing this guy. Stonewalled him. It was amazing. <laughs> like, it's... it's <laughs> it's like it's like drunkenly driving your car into a lawn and smoking a lawn gnome, except the lawn gnome... Beats you up. <laughs> the lawn gnome wins. Your car is totaled. Like, Manny Paneers is not allowed to play anymore. Oh, I felt bad for him, too, on the whiff chance, like, right at the tail end of overtime. Honestly, that was the game winner. Yeah. Manny Paneers handled that just ever so slightly differently. I was sad to see it in a way, but also not. I, I, Frankie maybe seals the post there. I don't know. You're right. I should give I Frankie have, more credit. I have Frankie Faith. Yeah. Frankie Faith. <laughs> little, little Frankie Faith. That's all you need. Uh, we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get the best amber ale out there in the Avalanche with them. They're now in all 50 states. We also have eight different kinds at the bar. By the way, if y'all come down to the bar, if you're coming down for an Avs game or whatever, come say hi. You see us down there? Come say hello. Come chat us up. Literally, all we do is talk hockey. If you want to talk hockey with us, just like run up to me and ask me a hockey question, and then I'll get into a giant conversation with you about how uh, Ben Myers is more cursed than Logan O'Connor. <laughs> Who are both cursed, for the record. Yeah, more cursed. Not <laughs> yeah, can Megan, I think you need to do an All-Star Game Week pod where uh, we get an... We get a priest to come down and perform an exorcism Look, for those two. No priest necessary. We'll do a cleansing week <laughs> during the All-Star game break. All right. We'll remove curses. I mean, we're going to start doing pods. We're just going to start. You're just going to see little candles. 
Little shapes drawn on the table, like shapes drawn yeah. on the right. table. It's See, gonna, it's gonna be great. We're gonna, we're gonna have to order some jive hive for this because we need some high ideas. Ideas. Oh, that used to be a great thread, by the way. <laughs> ideas. <laughs> jive hive will deliver your buzz right to you. Go check them out if you haven't at jivehive.com. That's J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E.com. Get your order delivered the same day or schedule a delivery window. However you want to do it, they'll be there to say hi. Ah, get it? <laughs> Again, it's jivehive.com. Make sure you go to their website and see where they deliver. They serve Aurora, Greenwood Village, Monument, Fountain, and various areas of El Paso County. If they deliver, you're, you're all good. Don't drive. I think we've all seen the roads lately. Mm. I drive home in them regularly. It's not fun. Don't do it. Just get Jive Hive. Let the buzz come to you. Uh, that's what we call in the business uh, punny. <laughs> Say hi. <laughs> the kids call them dad jokes. Dad jokes. Punny. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. I was making a bunch of dad jokes last night. Oh, yeah? I made all the dad jokes that I know. <laughs> Which that is know. how many? Quite a few. It's more than I care Close to say. Huh? <laughs> Is that better? All right. Rudo, hmm. where do fruits go on vacation? Where? Paris. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is a dad joke. <laughs> Got him. <clears throat> I haven't ordered enough Jive Hive for this. Second period of the Rudo. DMVR. No. <laughs> <laughs> Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We'll get to our king of the game in a little bit. First, we need to talk about our prince of the game. Is that EJ? Or is it New Hook? It's, it's New Hook. <laughs> it's definitely New Hook. EJ. EJ played awesome EJ tonight. EJ play well. Honestly. He's not young enough to be a prince. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I did uh, like uh, wow. the Ageism right there. <laughs> but Prince Charles. He's it's such a, a young, strapping lad, no. wasn't he? I have no interest in talking about Prince Charles. <laughs> um, hey, Rudo. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go on. <laughs> Alex Newhook. It, it, the thing <clears throat> with Newhook is you're starting to see all the little details of his game come together. In one shift. In, in this case, yes, in one shift, but he did other good things in this no, game No, I mean, as well. he was awesome all game, but that one shift was We were talking amazing. about the shift before it ended in a right, goal. Because yeah. right. I was like, all right, I need to make mental note of this when I watch the game tonight. I want to cut this shift, and I want to talk about it. Because it was great. It was great defense. And then he was the first guy back up the ice attacking in the offensive zone. And that, because he was the first guy up the ice, that's why he was the first guy in on the forecheck. Yep. He's the first guy in on the forecheck, and he wins that battle. Then they move the puck around. He ends up on the backside, and he—it's a great shot. It's great work. It's a great work by Logan O'Connor. Got poor LOC too. You <laughs> see him on the bench up. after that wide open <laughs> puck bouncing miss. Mm. He played great tonight, though. It, it was, he was great last night too. Yeah. yeah, he's been playing well. He just hasn't been showing up on the scoreboard yet. Yeah, and last night he gets robbed of an assist. Where yeah. you're like, come on, man, like deserve that. So I was happy for him tonight, but how, how game-changing is it for the Avalanche that you split up Ranton and, and McKinnon, and then you try different combinations because they're tinkering. Bednar was tinkering throughout the game, trying to find something. And then your third line, you don't have to mess with it too much, but you end up, you end up with a, you find a new hook and Logan O'Connor combination, in particular those two tonight. And they win you. They 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 get you a goal. They get you all the offense that you needed in regulation. It's not going to be enough most nights. On this night, it was enough. But how important is that? That that Colorado Stars don't have it, and it's fine. Yep. It's it's the exact difference when we were to, when they were hurt, and we so, were talking about the margin of error that they had. It was so much smaller than even what they have right now. Even with their current injury issues. With the lineup that they had, no Kale McCarr. Yes. All right, no Gabe Landeskog, no Bowen Byram. And the margin of error was just still, it was still just large enough that they could get a third line goal and win a hockey game. Yep. It's so the reason I think you could call this the Alex Newhook game is because you saw the game that Newhook was at was having, and it felt like 
New Hook activated the blender. It allowed Jared Bednar to say, hey, this dude's playing well. I can feed him a little bit. I can throw him out there on a shift with Lekin and, and Comfer and try a bunch of different stuff because mm -hmm. my top guys aren't going. So when it doesn't even take the entire depth, although there were LOC playing very, very well, it just feels like all of a sudden all of Bednar's options open up when you're getting a game like that from the Avs depth. And it comes about at an incredibly important time if Darren Helm is not an option moving forward for the Avs. This is a spark plug piece for that third line that they might need to turn to at later points. Like It's uncertain what becomes of Newhook in this lineup if he continues to elevate his game the way that he has. But playing alongside players like Cagliano and O'Connor have encouraged something in him that is a little more assertive and tenacious. Like even in the Calgary game, he's getting direction from Bednar on the bench too yeah. after after a particularly tough shift. And he's translating that in real time. And I think that's brought about by some of the things that Cogliano and OC do well specifically, the work ethic. It has brought about a very good side of Alex Newhook's game that couldn't have come at a better time because it does give him options. And we've watched Newhook get buried in the depth for a little while now that he's finally seeing some stability. I think this is something that could be sustainable for him too and not a flash in the pan. This feels like it just complements his game really well naturally to play alongside these guys. Quietly been producing real well lately. Well, and with Newhook, when he's going well like this in a game where you're struggling to find it, Watching Jared Bednar like, all right, Nui, I'm going to give you some bums. <laughs> Go carry you. them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give you some guys who are passengers tonight. I need you to drive them to a better place. <laughs> all right. Drive them to a better part of town. Drop them off, and then I'll give you the old friends back, okay? <laughs> like, it's so different because normally you'll see like a like an LOC on a night where he's going great, he'll get a little bump. He'll get an extra shift here. Yeah, there. yeah. Or when JT Confer's playing really well, he might sneak one in with a McKinnon or whatever. And instead tonight it was like Alex Newhook. Go get him, Tiger. <laughs> like we're gonna give you a couple of different guys here because you're playing great hockey right yeah. now. And we want those guys to feed off of you instead of we need to get Nui going. Yeah. How do we get Nui going? You're the elevator now. Exactly. You're the spark plug that's gonna that's gonna be the catalyst for your line. I need to find some help for you. That is a game changer for the Avalanche. If they can get an Alex Newhook like what they got uh, really on this road trip. Yeah. More often than not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the, I think the West is in trouble. I I think the Avs are, I, I think too. the Avs are back. I think they the Avs have, I think the Avs have woken up. I think Nathan and McKinnon and Miko Rantanen on separate lines has changed their dynamic, and I think that uh, I think everyone else is in trouble. I mean, it's a it's a it's a take from what Pittsburgh did right when they broke up Crosby and Malkin. Well, and, and with those guys both being natural centers, it's an easier inclination, sure. right? Yeah. But with just with getting Nachushkin back, yeah. It gives you five of the six of your top guys, and you have to give JT Comfort credit. Yep. He has produced. He's continued a, to do it. Yeah. As, a, in, as, as if he is a, a legitimate top six type of guy, he has earned the opportunity to center a line next to a guy like Amiko Rantanen. Yep. And with that, that element of their lineup having changed in the last week, week and a half, it's made a huge difference for how teams can defend the Avalanche. Because now you're back to the point where you can't. And because McKinnon's eating you up. Miko's eating you up. When he's healthy, Kale's eating you up. When he wasn't healthy, Devon Taves has been awesome this week. It, Sam Gerard was really good for two of three games. Well, and, and again, this plays into the flexibility of the Avs lineup. Erod's not having the greatest game tonight. Nope. That's okay. Yep. The Avs can survive that. Because of the other levels that certain players like Confer and Newhook are getting to. So, it's good right now. Yeah, because we, when we were talking about, oh, they're a one-line team and they're bound down bad and they're this. This is what we had talked about. The effect of getting some guys back. Alex Newhook can go and play against a third line. Yep. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow. <laughs> Alex Newhook may not be ready for a 2C job full-time yet or anything like that, okay? Fine. But... 
going up against other teams, third and fourth line guys, his skill is going to pop. And it sure has. He's turned into the school bully on that third line where he's just taking kids' lunch money. <laughs> well, and well, he did try to take on the big guy in the corner and then work out too well, well for him tonight. And last night, well, he did level it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> last night, he tried, to, he tried to make a move around a guy and he got rocked. Yeah. And he got right up, got back on the four check, and just got back to work. Yeah. Alex Newell's growing up. Oh, yeah. Before we know it, he's going to be Alex Old Hook. <laughs> mm. I prefer Alex Swole. Another dad joke. Anyway, uh, <laughs> on that note, we are brought to you all by FOCO. You can head over to FOCO.com to get all of your sports apparel merchandise from the teams officially licensed, whether it be the Avalanche, the Nuggets, mm -hmm. other teams in Colorado who shall not be <laughs> named, uh, or any other team in the country, really. FOCO has you covered. Head to FOCO.com. Use the DNVR code to get 10% off your order. They have, obviously, apparel things like that, but they have bobbleheads, a lot of those crazy sports knickknacks that you like go over to somebody's man cave and you're like, where the hell did you get this? It comes from FOCO. This weird, weird knickknack about cool yeah. Av stuff. That's what FOCO specializes in. So go check them out today at FOCO.com. Also brought to you by Athletic Greens. One scoop in your cup of water every morning. It gets you going. It helps boost your immune system. Just ask us how we know. It's not like the whole beat's been sick or anything. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's the number one reason why it's like I'm nervous to go downstairs and say hi to people. Because yeah. I'm like, we're just going to get people sick. Right. And they're going to know where it came from. They're going to blame us. And then we're going to come back. It's not the time right now. I mean, it's fine. I, Jesse's faking it. But, you know, you guys, you guys are sick. <laughs> he is the one who has all the AG. So it is true. He could be faking it a little bit on us. I'm getting unhappy texts about Alex Oldhook. <laughs> <laughs> tomato, tomato. Either way, Athletic Greens Girl, is please. great for your daily routine. It's got 75 different vitamins and minerals, a bunch of adaptogens and probiotics. A lot of athletes use it as part of their workout routines, too. So go nope, check it out. Yeah. One scoop of water, one scoop Sorry. in your cup of water. Go to athleticgreens.com slash avalanche to order today. And when you do, you get a year's supply of vitamin D included, too. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We've been a little non-chronological today, and, and that's okay. It's the way things go. Uh a couple things I wanted to touch on. We kind of already covered overtime for the most part, I think. The shootout. Did Nathan McKinnon know Groovy gets a little bit loose with the with the stick? Did he know, or was uh, was that just happy coincidence? What do you mean? Did he know? He spent three years watching that guy <laughs> get beat five hole because he can't he cannot maintain his stick discipline. He can't do it. You literally can't pay him to do it. <laughs> well, and the other part of that too is right. Like Grubauer knows the tendencies of McKinnon. Yeah. How many times do you see McKinnon shoot a five hole shot? Yeah, it's the he's, only he's other time. Usually ripping it high glove. It's yeah. the yeah. only other thing that he will do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> other than what he did to poor Henrik Lundqvist <laughs> in the World Cup that one time. <laughs> yes. That was a, oh, something that else. was dirty. Yeah. He also did dirty. something nasty uh, in a, to Darcy Kemper in Arizona one time. One whole <laughs> one time. time. I don't remember that one. I do because I asked him about it and he goes, I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing either. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. My favorite hockey goals are the ones where the players like, I don't even remember. <laughs> so Kale McCarr had a two-goal game against Columbus like early in his career. And the first one, he literally, I asked him after the game, and he said, I closed my eyes because I flubbed it so badly. Yeah, and then I it went in, and I didn't realize it. I remember it that. Yeah. Because he flubbed it, and it skittered along the ice and went five hole. Was he going upstairs? Uh, well, I imagine he thought he was. Yeah. <laughs> Third anyway, yeah, here. no, Gruby, Gruby, just—it was bad. Yeah. It was—it was not good. I'm, I was excited to see what a third shooter was about to do to him, because I think I think Miko was about to eat him up <laughs> with nom, his nom, little nom, nom, sleight nom. of hand. I would have liked to see it, but it would have Matt got it done. Matt knew what he was doing. And this is uh, this is where we get to our king of the game. Gives up one goal. In all of regulation and OT, stops all three in the shootout. King Daddy, Papa Franku, 
He is uh, confirmed better than Philip Grubauer. All those dudes yelling at us that entire year, they were right. Pavel Francos is better than Grubauer the entire time. <laughs> what was that guy? Niners something yeah, and then a bunch of numbers? Yeah. Although that was more in last year's playoffs. That was more about Kemper. Yeah, than, it was more about yeah, Kemper. Yeah. You're right. Either way, uh, absolutely fantastic game from Frankie. And and it's it's the opposite of what it was. Before, the Avs weren't getting it from any of the places they needed. Now, they look to anybody to step up on any given night, and they're getting it. Depth, goalie, defense, you name it. People are showing up when they need to. Brantzos now has won four straight for him? Or is it only three? Three. Okay. Because he lost. Yeah, the first was a loss. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And can can we also like king of the game, but like king of this winning streak? Yeah, I think straight up goaltending, because they've only given up more than one goal, if I'm correct here, just the Detroit game. Yep, and the two of those were and garbage that, and timers. They, basically, they started yeah. scoring at five nothing, yeah. yeah. so <laughs> you didn't give a shit. <laughs> yep, like you're you're talking about. Their goal differential has gone from one to what is it now? It's plus like eighteen, close to twenty. Yeah. So it should be plus seventeen or eighteen now, and part of that Something is because like that, I think yeah. it's seventeen. But um, it it's going to be because your goaltending has been exceptional this week. Yeah, right? I, I mean yeah, it's absolutely. Francois goes into the net. You get good performances out of him. Georgiev comes into the net. You get great performances out of him. Frankie comes right back. Helps you win this game. And in a shootout, you're like, look, it, it, the fatigue no longer matters nearly as much. Now it's just goalie on goalie here. Who's gonna? Who's going to be the more disciplined goaltender? And Pablo Francois makes three saves. And He's two just of like, which no. with, with the stick, yeah. might I add. And Gruby, Gruby gets beat by an old teammate who knows that he just can't help himself. He just can't. And... Gets taken advantage of, and that's one where you're like, should they have played Martin Jones? I think they did underestimate this Avs team coming tired on mm -hmm. the second leg of a back-to-back -back and having Francois in that. And I think that's, even looking back on the Chicago game, wherein it is a loss, I don't individually think Francois has a bad performance in that game. Agreed he is you. really built upon strong performance after strong performance, and it has culminated in this. And even tonight, I think it's like 12 medium to high danger saves that he makes of the 26 mm -hmm. necessary saves in regulation wherein you saw Seattle had the abs for good chunks of time, especially in the third period, that you really can't ask more of Franco's. Like, I don't think it is right to classify him as a backup goaltender. It is very much a like a 1A, 1B kind of tandem wherein you can count on him to be a guy in games like this. I'll tell you, I still think he's Colorado's backup. But if you're Edmonton right now, <laughs> I mean Stuart Skinner's been great for them, so it's they're fine. But you have to you have to be a little frustrated that the Avs just keep dicking around with the goalie position, <laughs> and like Pavel Francouz provides such a layer of stability yeah, that the they steadiness. they keep putting dudes in front of him, and Frankie doesn't say a word about it. He doesn't fight him. He doesn't throw a fit about it. Because think about how Georgiev got here in the first place. He was mad. Yeah, he was mad about a situation. He wanted oh. out. Pavel Francouz has done nothing of the sort. He's had two goaltenders dropped in front of him, despite the fact that he's been really good for the Avs. And and the guy wins some he sweeps the Western Conference final for you. And it, you you he's underpaid. Just, I'm sorry, but at two million dollars, he's yeah. underpaid. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's easily one of the best backups in the NHL. Uh, and he would be a starter on probably ten teams. If sure. not a few more than yeah. that. You, you, you think Columbus isn't looking at that going, we would take Pavel Frenzos right now. That's what I think is interesting about the March extension is the whispers of teams eyeing him for a starting position are absolutely realized by him in yeah. March. And he doesn't have to sign that extension in March when he does. And 
he has had a very good attitude in playing the role that he does because he knows that it's a rigorous season and he's going to get his starts even if he is not the starter. He's held a really good attitude. I think he recognized too that it is a bit of a team-friendly contract to agree to that extension in the spring when he could have waited and tested the market a little bit if he had wanted to, but he loves being here. He loves playing here. He's never been shy about talking about that mm -hmm. and it just makes him such a good cultural fit in this room. Isn't it, isn't it wonderful that for a guy like that, you know that he knows he took a cheaper deal and he passed up an opportunity to have a bigger role, but he was like, look, this organization, this is my only organization that I've ever known in, the, in, in North America. They're the ones who took a chance on me. They're the ones who worked with me when he missed an entire season. Because a lot of teams might have been like, uh, we're going to go find somebody else, man. Yeah. We're going to go and get somebody in case we can't trust you. The Avs never gave up on him, never wavered in that. And he turned around and said, yeah, I love being here. I love the infrastructure. I love playing for this team. I love this locker room. I'm a great fit here. I'm happy here. I, how rare is it to find a pro athlete that just says, I'm happy? Not often. And you need, and, and Pavel Francois, you know this now that you've gotten to meet him and talk to him a little bit. He's a bubbly dude. Just a happy-go-lucky, like a, a happy human being. And you need guys like that to kind of counterbalance the perpetually, yeah. perpetually unhappy, ultra-intense Nathan McKinnons <laughs> of the world. You know, not that McKinnon's actually unhappy, but you know what I mean. Like, that is a guy that kind of brings tension around him because he's very focused on what he does. And a guy like Frankie is great. He's relaxed, he's chilling, but then you get him in net and he goes out and he battles and he works and he produces good results for you. He cleans the scuffs off his pads like after practice. He's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Particular. Particular. And it, I, he always gets a laugh from like the equipment guys that watch him cleaning off his pads after practice. Like they are going to get dirty again. But it is funny to watch. Just so funny. Get dark goes. pads. Hey, look. Just get dark pads, brother. I use always, a magic eraser because those things are magic. Those are so good, but he I don't think he does. I'll have to pay more attention. He really is Papa Frankie then because, look, I was always confused by my parents. I'm like, why am I cleaning the dishes if they're just going to get dirty again? But <laughs> you got to so do different. your chores. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> yeah, you know, it is kind of a thing. We don't have a Frankie t-shirt. Yeah, I know. We should right. get one. We need a new Hulk t-shirt. Like, so like... A Frankie T-shirt. Backup goalies are always beloved in town because everybody hates the starter, unless it's Andre Vasilevsky. <laughs> but like, I think Frankie and the Abs fan base has a re legit like. People yeah, love Frankie. They do. Uh, it's I'm a conversation. A I, I mean, we need we, a new shirt, we man. Need a new I'm Chushkin just, shirt I've just been too. sitting here like antsy about like I want to sell a it, new it, shirt it's it's Frankie and Nachushkin I think have the shirts Nichushkin have got feels be. like a very well, I'm sorry, easy one back, too. I love the new Hulk idea I think it's yeah, I think I new Hulk's fine I think that's it's always happy. been a great idea uh, okay we got some super chats to get to here holy wow you got uh, $2 from BNS who says man I dig King Frankie absolutely yes uh, $5 from Candlejack isn't even re... Uh, I'll gladly pay for more AJ dad jokes, Aww. he says. <laughs> Thank you, Candlejack. I know Rudo. you... Oh, my God. What? Rudo. <laughs> what does the ocean say to the beach? What? Nothing. It just waves. Uh, 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 this one knew uh, those. Yeah. Uh, I mean... None of these are revolutionary. <laughs> I feel like Rudo. I'm a walking dad what? joke. <laughs> what do you call cheese that isn't yours? Nacho cheese. Nacho I cheese. Know that one. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I've known that one like my whole yeah. life, yeah. and I've always loved that joke. Five dollars from. I literally Josh, say it when I get nachos. <laughs> who says? Can we get a video where Megan goes in and burns sage in LOC and Myers' locker? I saw a worse suggestion that like had you strapped to some kind of wheel, and I'm throwing the knife. So I feel like. That's probably the alternative I'm that's a, better. I'm much more comfortable with you burning shit in their lockers <laughs> versus killing Rudo. Well, I do. I wouldn't kill Rudo, but they're putting a lot of faith in me. <laughs> I, don't, I do feel like we'd get a lot of engagement on yeah, that video. You need to up the dollar value <laughs> of the Super Chats if you want that one. They might all be a Anyways, Bacchus and Shanker, if you've been injured at work... <laughs> 
Have you been strapped to a wheel and had knives thrown at you? <laughs> Your colleague? Uh, $5 from Anime who says, Kraken, why must you fail me so oh. often? Hey, Rudo. What? What's a, what's a skeleton's favorite snack? Uh, <laughs> this video is yeah. one of the funniest videos. <laughs> we were watching it at 3 o'clock this morning. Thus that super chat. Ribs! Spare ribs! <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> $5 from Degro saying, we are the Stanley Cup winners. It's true. And they, they played with a little bit of that swagger over the last week. A little bit of that, we're the big guys here. Uh, <laughs> $5 more from Anime who says, huge abs win LFG. Should we... Should we time out anime for being a traitor? You should yeah. not. No. Absolutely. <laughs> he spent this whole time talking about the Kraken and wearing his Kraken jersey. I believe last How night great Matty Beneers was. Yeah, I believe last night he said, let's go Kraken yeah. in the chat. And he, how he was going to wear his, his <laughs> Seattle Enchanted Rolex today. <laughs> he had a photo of a Kale McCart and a Beneers jersey, I thought, <laughs> side by side. Yeah, that's what I'm... This is a front-running traitor. <laughs> you can't trust him, him anywhere. He's been playing both sides the whole can't time. Trust him. Uh, <gasps> Anime, I try. <laughs> I love that the people from the Discord are enjoying roasting Jake. <laughs> Five dollars from Freezy, who says, "My donation to the Frankie Shirt Fund." Thank you very much. Freezy. You know what else would be a great donation to that fund? When we make one and you buy one. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Five more from Freezy, who says, just wanted to shout out my brother for introducing me to DNVR last year. You guys are the best. Much love. Let's go, Avs. Five in a row. Hell yeah. Let's go, fam. The vibe tribe, as we say. Absolutely. Uh, $2 from Cade. Who says, uh, scheduled W, abs are back, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's going to be what I, that's going to be the headline of my studs and duds. Scheduled win. Here for it. Uh, yeah, I, I think that more or less does it. By the way, if you do miss a show, something like that, you want to ninja watch at work. We are also a podcast. You can listen to us that way on uh, any major podcasting <laughs> network. So... If you miss us, don't don't fret. If you can't watch the video, that's okay. Though personally, I do recommend YouTube is the best way to consume us. Uh, anyway, we're going to get out of here for the night. We appreciate all of y'all. We are off the next two days. So okay, we'll Rudo. Be, uh, what? <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> no.